Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Today's podcast will be short but sweet, more in the style of a news bulletin than one of my more dreamy reveries. It's my first report on what's in store for next season, but certainly not my last. As the news is hot and time is short, I'll get right down to brass tacks. Here are my first impressions of the 2023 Alpine ski market. I spent the last couple of days perusing next season's panoply of skis from all the major suppliers, providing me an excellent overview of the market as a whole. It's still a little early to reveal every little detail about what lies ahead, but it's not too soon to see where the market as a whole is heading. In the routine rhythm of ski manufacturing's annual cycle of renewal, no sooner does one generation make its first tracks on snow than another is born to either replace it or exploit its success. Nature may abhor a vacuum, but a ski line can't even tolerate an omission. Despite enduring a devastating sales drought in Europe last season, most major brands have found a way to create a few new models, and some have developed entirely new subgenres vying for their place on the nation's ski racks. Looking at the Alpine market as a whole, almost all of what's new is wide or extra wide. The largest number of new models appears in the big mountain genre, where waist widths are between 101mm and 113mm underfoot, which is second ski country for most Americans. The next highest category in model turnover is all-mountain east, with waist widths between 85 and 94 millimeters, a far saner place to shop, unless somehow you can find powder in resort that others cannot. All-mountain west rookies, from 95 to 100 millimeters underfoot, and powder category newbies, which are over 113 millimeters underfoot, account for most of everything else that's new. It bears noting there are no new technical skis, aside from a couple of Redster spin-offs from Atomic. If we look at what's new for 2023 by brand, the two brands that flip the most models are Rossignol and K2. Rossignol has completely rebuilt its off-trail Black Ops series by dividing it into two distinct lines. The men's sender tie and women's rallybird tie emerged from the current line as the mainstays of the new collection, while a separate branch applies the Black Ops name to a striking new off-trail series. K2 has also revamped its off-trail offerings, updating the design of its established Mindbender series and launching a new family for powder hounds who'd rather ski than climb, called Dispatch. The Tetanal Y-beam that is the principal structural element in the Mindbender clan has been reconfigured from tip to tail, improving connection and stability throughout. The new Mindbenders, for both men and women, are better adapted for off-trail but in-resort deployment, opening up a place in the line for another off-piece series for those who prowl for powder wherever they can find it. K2's latest kids are dubbed Dispatch, and their plump waists, 101mm, 110mm, and 120mm, tell you they're heading off-trail. The difference between Dispatch and other dedicated off-trail collections is the Dispatch gear places a premium on downhill performance over uphill weight savings. The dispatch skier, whether male or female in this unisex series, is your classic side country skier. Let the lifts do their job of getting you uphill, then head for the nearest soft snow. In the same spirit, Nordica is introducing Unleashed, headlined by two models that are solid enough to handle in-resort cruising, but are intended to spend their lives in untrammeled soft stuff. Their construction is similar to the terrain-specific metal layup of Nordica Santa Ana women's models, and the baseline is designed to provide a solid platform with a steeply rockered tip and tail that promises to keep its head up when you're charging downhill. 
Keeping our focus on all things off-trail, Fisher is due recognition for how it has cleaned up its Ranger series, putting it on a solid foundation for the future. The Ranger name has appeared on all manner of constructions over the years, but the 2023 incarnation, 30 months in the making, looks like it has the legs to last a long time. Every Ranger above the bottom price point will henceforth get a dose of 0.5 millimeter thick tetanol, proportionately doled out according to the ski's dimensions. Their clean, uncluttered cosmetics should also enhance their rack appeal. Another major brand that's reinvigorating its off-trail offering is Atomic, where the Austrian brand has empowered Chris Benchettler to extend his signature line to five models. Naturally, Benchettler's now legendary artistry adorns them all, as each top sheet was extracted from a single mural created by the artist for the new line. The new Bent 110 slips into the line between the returning Benchettler 120 and Bent 100, The new Bent 90 seems destined to be a pipe and park fave, and the Bent 85 fills the need for an entry-level price point. The top four models in the Bent collection feature Horizon Tech tips and tails, their signature technology that gives them an extra dose of ease and versatility off-trail. I'm sure that Stokely is aware that just about every other brand in Christendom is making a slew of fat skis, and I'm equally sure they don't care. The only concession the Swiss are making towards the wider the better movement is adding a bit of width to two of their most popular on-piste models. The Laser AX and Laser AR are being retired, replaced by the slightly wider Montero AX and Montero AR. As the impressive turnover in the big mountain genre suggests, suppliers are keen to attract the attention of all skiers whose principal addiction is to powder. The category that expresses this passion most purely is alpine touring, a genre we don't pretend to test at realskiers.com, but nonetheless observe from a distance. Every brand I can think of already has a family of backcountry skis and boots and bindings to equip the climbing culture, and more iterations are surely on the way. Blizzard, for example, already offers its Zero-G touring collection, but for 2023, two new model families have been appended to its backcountry options. Zero-G LT, in case you want to go even lighter, and Hustle, in case you want to beef up support for your descents. Looking at the total market, backcountry included, you'd think everyone in the skiing world plans on consuming mass quantities of vertical in nothing but uncut fields of endless powder. Given that I don't believe there's that much undisturbed powder left either inbounds or far off trail after 10 a.m. on a powder day, some Americans may find their dreams exceed their grasp. But skiers in general, and American skiers in particular, tend to be optimists. How else to explain the smorgasbord of new choices the 2023 ski market affords the powder-seeking skier, and the paucity of new options for the millions who happily prefer a solid surface underfoot? We are a nation of dreamers, hoping to wake up to a morning of bright sun, deep snow, and no one else around to compete for it. One other note before I bid you adieu today. Retail prices will creep up next season. Nothing radical, mind you. The most common increase you'll note will be $50 or so, which isn't much in the grand scheme of things. While skiing isn't getting any cheaper, at least it isn't getting wildly more expensive on the equipment front. And on that bright note, I'll sign off for this week. I'll be back before you know it, with more information about the season ahead. This has been Jackson Hogan, for Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Thanks for listening.